0: seasonal and local supply of flowers and foliage. This podcast is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 830 florists, shops and studios who design with local, seasonal and sustainable flowers and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2021 Farm Girl Flowers. FarmGrow Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and luscious, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting more than 20 U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $9 million of U.S. grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually, and providing competitive salaries and benefits to 240 team members based in Watsonville, California, and Miami, Florida. Discover more at farmgrowflowers.com. For each podcast episode this year, we'll also thank three of our major sponsors. Our first sponsor thanks goes to new channel sponsor, Red Twig Farms. Based in Johnstown, Ohio, Red Twig Farms is a family-owned farm specializing in peonies, daffodils, tulips, and branches, a popular peony bouquet by mail program, and their Spread the Hope campaign, where customers purchase 10 tulip stems, for essential workers and others in their community. Learn more at redtwigfarms.com. If you want to walk through a case study of a boutique retail florist and special events florist, today's guest is here to share. I'm so pleased to welcome Kelly Marie Thompson, owner of Floor Inc., based in Chicago. Floor Inc. is a diversified lifestyle boutique and special event design studio. Kelly formed the enterprise 19 years ago when she was just 22 years old and has based Floor Inc. on the value of delivering extraordinary experiences and offering a curated collection of home goods, fine jewelry, flowers, and custom design. Kelly Marie shares this message on Floor Inc.'s website. She writes, simply stated, We can't imagine our lives without nature. Flowers and foliage are our language. They are the way we emote and the way we evoke the seasons. Our mission is to collaboratively work with our clients in order to craft an experience that stirs the heart, creates a mood, and tells a story. With imagination and technique, we weave every petal, frond, and vine into the next chapter, committed to creating extraordinary experiences. Floor Inc. is a member of the Slow Flower Society and has been featured in many online blogs and print magazines, including Martha Stewart Weddings, Vogue, Town & Country, Better Homes & Gardens, The Knot, and Floor Inc. was named one of the top 63 floral designers by Martha Stewart. This was a fabulous conversation to record last week and to share with you today. You'll see more photos of Kelly Marie Thompson, Floor Inc.'s floral designs, weddings, and events. In today's show notes for episode 491 at deboraprenzing.com. I'll also share all of Floor Inc's social places so you can follow along and enjoy what Kelly Marie is doing. Let's jump right in and get started. Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, and I'm so excited today to introduce Kelly Marie Thompson of Floor Inc. in Chicago. Hi, Kelly Marie.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Well, we've been
0: talking about doing this for a while, haven't we? It has been a little while. (laughs) I actually think when you launched your online course about this time last year, I sent you a note and I'm like, oh, we should do something. And then COVID hit and we both got distracted. So I think we should start by giving people an overview of Floor Inc. And, uh, you know, where you are and what you're doing. And I, I really am looking at you thinking this woman could not have had this business for 19 years, because (laughs) you must have been 10 when you started it. So (laughs) give us the true, the true story about that.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, I do wear a lot of moisturizer these days. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, so I opened Fleur in um, 2002, so that means we're just about to approach our 19th um, anniversary. So we're really excited about that. Um, It won't be a normal celebration, obviously, but uh, we're still really excited. Uh, Yeah, and I opened, you know, back then I was 22 years old, fresh out of college, and um, I'd studied art history and I had worked in a grocery store, uh, so that's where I really learned my background on floral. And, you know, I learned things like how to pronounce Elstroemeria or <laughs> leptospermum. Um, <laughs> you know, but I didn't um, have a huge training or background when it came to design outside of my art um, history degree and painting degree.
0: Right. Which has got to be influencing you all the time, you know, yes. just, just that discipline. You have just have a different medium now.
1: I do, exactly. And it's um, it's really shaped my understanding for color and depth and texture. Um, and I've, I bring that with me into every every single design. Um, yeah, so I opened up. Um, I had a small storefront. I really thought we were just going to be a bucket flower shop um, because, you know, boutique florists weren't really a thing that long ago, at least not in Chicago. There were a few, but it wasn't as popular of a business as it has certainly grown into, no pun intended.
0: I do want to ask you, what do you mean by boutique? Because um, what you know, that's a term that means probably a lot different, you know, definition than what it is today. So
1: yeah, that's a great, great question. So when I when I came up with the idea of opening our retail boutique. I knew I wanted to sell bucket flowers, um, you know, sort of just hand ties ready to go, Uh, but I definitely wanted to include a heavy selection of gifts, lifestyle, goods. Um, Even back, you know, 19 years ago, I always knew that, it wasn't just about flowers for me. It was always about bringing people together and gatherings and mm. dinner parties. Mm. So as we've grown throughout the years, our collections have grown um, and our offerings are, have grown. And when I'm, when I'm purchasing for our retail, I always have in the back of my mind, like how can this assist in a gathering? How can this assist in, you know, communicating and being a part of, you know, the other person that I'm inviting into my life, mm. you know, um, um, every day. So it's, it's really, um, you know, obviously weddings and special events are celebrations that bring people together, but our boutique is equally as important for that experience as well.
0: So in your product mix, you have, um, more lifestyle items that you think kind of support your flowers and vice versa.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Lots of serving pieces for dinner parties. Um, We recently, a couple of years ago, brought in fine jewelry. So we now sell engagement rings, um, which is really a special part of the process.
0: Wow. Uh, Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: That's a huge... That's an endeavor.
1: (laughs) It it was. It was a scary thing. It was a goal for a very long time of mine. um, But it's always been a dream to have somebody start their entire process of, you know, getting engaged and having Fleur as part of that story. um, All the way through, you know, the last dance when, you know, we were able to help service their floral too for their wedding.
0: Oh, my goodness. So are you in the same retail space when you first opened 19 years ago or have you, um, you know, expanded on, on that front?
1: Yeah, we've moved twice, actually. Um, Our first location, the building had sold. So we had to shift out. That was after, I believe, three years. And then we moved. We were in our second location for 10. um, And then the landlord actually had just kind of decided they were going to move into a different direction. Mm. And honestly, at that time, I really thought about closing. It was um, not my decision to move. And there was not a lot of... um, opportunity in the neighborhood that we were in that I saw that was the right fit for us. So I had to make a really big decision of kind of, you know, go big or go home. Um if we wanted to continue our retail and our special events. And I'm really glad that I kept going with it. Um I it came very close to saying goodbye. Hmm. Uh and um
0: to the retail side.
1: Do everything. Oh wow. Um yeah I was really just I had a big heart to heart and um I drove up to Michigan for the night, um, not too far from us in Chicago, and drank a little too much wine one night and wrote down all the pros and cons. (laughs) (laughs) Good good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I woke up the next morning just ready to go, just ready to sign the new lease. Wow. Wow, um, So we've actually, we started out with 1,800 square feet. And we now are um, between both our retail and our studio, we are 3,300 square feet.
0: Okay. And they're kind of adjacent to each other. Exactly. What neighborhood is it in in Chicago?
1: The Logan Square neighborhood. Okay. Um, and we've always been in that neighborhood. I was really drawn to it. I lived in it at the time when we opened, um, and I was always drawn to it because of its cultural diversity and a very strong artistic community that um, both of those still exist. Hmm.
0: So Floor Inc. is kind of the neighborhood flower shop for pedestrians and you know locals, as well as maybe a broader audience on the wedding side uh, from people who come from all around the the greater Chicago area. Is that fair to say?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we're really fortunate to Chicago is a bit of a destination weddings um, city as well. So a lot of our clients are coming in from New York or California to, um, we're really fortunate of, of how many people will, will come in and, and say hi to us and, and ask us to be a part of their day.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So uh, as your business is kind of like you made this sort of, um, you renewed your vows with Floor, uh, <laughs> Floor Inc, about what, five or six years ago, mm-hmm. um, you've, um, you've weathered some economic hits. I mean, I, I, I'm, you know the time that you've just dis- timeline you've described is also the timeline, I think, where the mainstream brick and mortar, you know, flower shop, mom and pop flower shop, has been on a decline, and people have been wringing their hands about the loss of the, you know, the local flower shop. And here you've found a way to not only survive but expand and enhance your services so what's like what's your secret sauce like how what do you attribute that to uh, i'm really i'm really encouraged to hear your story
1: yeah you know it um it we've really had to tap into educating our customers and our our clients on what it exactly is that we do mm. um and the importance of shopping local and shopping small um, and so you know, a, a number of years ago, it, we did have a hard time. Obviously, you know, two thousand eight was brutal. Um, but I remember the day when I was I was I was purchasing at our wholesaler and thinking to myself, how can I convince our clientele to purchase these beautiful flowers that I would like them to buy versus, you know, something that looked a little bit more grocery store, Mm -hmm. um, style. And it just came down to reaching out to them, speaking to them, a lot of social media, um, a lot of blog posts and and talking about the value of what it is that we're selling. And again, why we're selling what it is that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And it it took a long time and a lot of effort to create Mm -hmm. that network and that community, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and really staying on top of social media. Um, yeah, you know that a lot of people don't necessarily like hearing that. Um, and then I think honestly those are those are parts of the recipe. but I think the biggest the biggest ingredient really, is collaboration and working with other small businesses, you know, promoting one another, lifting one another up, um, and recognizing that we don't have to run our businesses all alone, we are a community, whether it's, you know, a furniture store down the street from us or another florist, you know, that some people would consider competition. Like we're not, we're all just really working together for the same goal. Hmm. Um, and that's to survive and, and to have thriving businesses. And I think that having that mentality of, of collaboration and community within the business industry itself has been probably our biggest push and our biggest um, reason for success.
0: Wow! Yeah, it's interesting because it's almost 180 degrees opposite the wire service model, where nobody knows anybody. You're just clicking on, you know, some kind of website or calling some toll free number, and that is opposite of community. So you've really personalized, you know, people's interaction with flowers and Mm -hmm. um, personalized.
1: I think is 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 a key word there. mm -hmm. I think it's it's important to for our customers and our clients to know that there are humans behind our our small businesses. Yeah. Can you give
0: me an example of a fun collaboration that you've done with another business, another florist, or like you said, the furniture store?
1: Yeah. So actually um, what we have coming up for Valentine's day this year, and we've done this a few times over the summer um, with all of the COVID restrictions. um, And I'm not sure, you know, Chicago and Illinois has been a lot more strict, I believe, than other places, so there's been a lot of creativity, but um, we've partnered with um, a a, a brewery, Uh a, a bakery that makes pies, a toy store and, um, us and a restaurant, um, the restaurant has changed a couple of times and we've offered the, um, since we're in the Logan square neighborhood, we've offered the Logan night in package. And so it's a little piece of everything, um, for our customers to come and purchase. So, uh, we've offered, you know, little collections of tulips in the spring or preserved bouquets. Um, and that comes with a little bit of, um, Uh, a toy from like an escape game from the toy store, Um, a full uh, build yourself taco and enchilada kit, you know, and that's been really, really fun. Um, bringing five businesses together and spreading the word. Um, And so we've done that a few times. Like I said, over the summer, we did it for New Year's Eve and uh, we're about to launch our February little um, package as well. Oh,
0: good. Have you, do you have that on your website yet? You probably. I'm
1: not allowed to have it just yet. I can't wait. It'll be up in the next day or two. (laughs) Oh,
0: okay. Well, by the time people hear this, they'll probably, we'll probably be able to put a link to your website and people can see it. (laughs) Wow. That's really, I love it. It's this this whole idea of elevating the whole a small business community and having this, um, you know, you're all have kind of the same market in terms of customers. And so just, you know, making it easier for customers to get, you know, connect with five small businesses at the same time. I love it. Um, well, that's fun. So the, um, you talked about the message of, of supporting local. Can you talk a little bit about your sourcing practices and cuz if you started in grocery, I'm sure you've seen it all and you've already you've designed with it all. How have you evolved in your philosophy of of sourcing? It being in Chicago of course where half the year it's nothing local, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> we get a few twigs in the winter, but not <laughs> Twigs <much more. laughs> in the winter, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm really fortunate that where I started was actually in Whole Foods, and okay. um, it was before Whole Foods became as large of a company as it is now, obviously. Obviously, Amazon was nowhere near the picture at the time. Um, and they, the company that I worked for was actually contracted through Whole Foods. So I didn't technically work for them and they were a huge proponent of supporting local farmers. Um, so from my very beginning stages, I only really knew about the local farmers and then the California farmers. Oh, interesting. Um, Wow. Yeah. The Holland product came into my, into the picture a little bit later when I started to plan for weddings and received those kinds of requests. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, that that grassroots, that local grower mentality has been a part of my life for the entire, my entire adult career, actually. Wow. Um, and now, you know, we're so fortunate in Chicago and the surrounding states, Indiana, Michigan, um, Wisconsin, there are so many more local floral farmers popping up. Um, and we have a ton of urban farms starting to pop up. Right. So I'm I'm actually working with a farm um, called the urban Growers Collective um, which is a very wonderful organization that is promoting um, you know food accessibility to um, all incomes um, they They're just a fantastic organization in Chicago. And we're going to be growing with them. Um, You know, we're going to be sponsoring some of their flowers and helping them grow over the summer and then purchasing those flowers from them directly. Oh, my gosh. So that's very thrilling for us. Yeah.
0: So they've kind of had a food focus and you've come along and said, hey, I've got something else I'd like you to grow. Can you grow flowers for me?
1: Yeah, I just gave them our wish list, and we're figuring that out, and then we're gonna we're gonna purchase all of the seeds, and it's um it's been it's been really it's a delight. It's yeah. been a, a true delight.
0: Yeah, and you're in, you're incubating their growth as well. And Kelly Kelly Marie, I think this is so interesting because that's the very kind of uh, romance story that the media is going to pick up on. I mean, your customers will obviously support it, but I feel like that. Kind of oh, luxury florist partners with urban farm. Uh, even it sounds like it might be a nonprofit. I mean, that sounds like a wonderful way to you know get some some publicity for all of you.
1: Yeah, it's. We're, I'm really happy for that, and I think that the most important part about it for me is that. And I actually forgot about this for a little bit. You know, when I first graduated college, before I to start, started before I decided to open FLIR, uh, one of my biggest goals was to actually start an urban farm to teach, you know, low-income neighborhood children how to grow their own food. And at that time, you know, many, many years ago, uh, I didn't know about any programs that had been developed at that time. Hmm. Um, and so I kind of shifted into, you know, becoming a small business owner. Um, And the last few years, it's just been, it's been creeping back that that was my original dream. So everything's kind of coming full circle. I love that. I'm I'm really, I feel outrageously grateful to, to have this opportunity to give back in a way that, that is really one of the sparks for me ever even beginning the company to begin. Wow.
0: Wow. Well, you mentioned that, um, you know, it maybe was an early business idea of yours or maybe not even built business, but like community involvement. Can you talk about how you went from being an art history uh, and painting uh, college student to a small
1: business owner? Like, where did, did you go to college <laughs> in Chicago? I did. I went to I went to a school called DePaul. Um, and it actually is a business school, although I focused obviously more on, on the uh, fine arts uh, portion that they offered. And You know, I think I, my mother owned a travel agency as a child, so I always kind of saw her in that role of Mm -hmm. a business owner. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think at the time, too, I was just very fearless. Um, I definitely would not recommend anyone to do it the way that I did it. (laughs) Like
0: No one told you you couldn't, (laughs) so you just figured it it wasn't that hard.
1: Exactly. I'm like, this this is fine. This is easy. Wow. Um, And so I've definitely made mistakes. And I think that I've learned so much from those mistakes, which is, you know, also why I love coaching so that I can help people not make those same mistakes.
0: Right. I want to talk about your coaching, but just out of curiosity, you're 22. You find a physical space to lease. Like, how did you fund this? Did you have to take out a loan or did you have savings or beg your family to help you?
1: Um, I did
0: borrow a little bit of money Mm
1: -hmm. um, and it was just so... um, whatever we had whatever we could find we kind of just put together there was you know at that time it was ikea was really big and right, we used right. a lot of ikea furniture um and it was not easy in the beginning we definitely the neighborhood that we moved into did not have a lot of retail it did not have a lot of people coming through and so, um, on one hand, it was great because we really got to know our local community, um, and it, it didn't really seem like it was going to be sustainable at at the time, at, at moments, um, which is why we really jumped into the weddings. But yeah, it was, um, you know, a lot of thrifting for furniture. Right, I it love it. Really, <laughs> Kind of like those 90s cafes, you know, when everything was like (laughs) (laughs) mixed-matched.
0: Yes, that was the eclectic look, right? Yep. (laughs) I just have to tell you, my son is a a DePaul grad. I think I might have, we've talked about this before. I
1: forgot you did mention that. That's right. she was (laughs) an
0: Italian major. So the uh, humanities and the arts do exist at DePaul. So that's fun. Um, So all these experiences you've had, like the School of Hard Knocks and kind of Bootstrapping your business, you are. It sounds like you are using these as a coach. So I'd love to hear about your coaching and how that's um, kind of taken up some of your attention in well, in the last year.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I was approached with a question actually right before um, we sort of heard about COVID coming, you know, hitting other parts of the world, and it was the question was, "What is your why?" and I I couldn't answer it at the time. I think I had just kind of hit a wall of, you know, doing the same thing for 18 years is, is kind of, um, yeah, it can be a little, it it can get a little boring. Um, and so about, I spent about six months kind of looking at, you know, well, I, I have all of this knowledge. I have people, reaching out to me regularly, asking me for advice, um, and if they could just pick my brain. And I wanted to put it into some kind of format that it was easy for people to follow. Um, So I I spent six months writing out this course um, and uh, filmed it in about four days. Um, And so I have, it's an online, you know, at your own speed um, class, essentially about building a business plan um, or tweaking your business plan. And it's very floral forward, but it can really be used for any small business. Mm-hmm.
0: Any creative, um, sp- probably mm-hmm. creative profession as well. Absolutely. Like a hair salon or something like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and it, I talk a lot about growth in it and bringing a team on because obviously at this point, I I can't do this all by myself. And there are things I'm just not good at, I've learned too. And having to admit that you're not good at something <laughs> is, is not always easy. And finding the right people and being comfortable enough um, delegating those jobs to other people takes a lot of, of practice and a lot of, you know, back back work, you mm-hmm. know, background work to mm-hmm. make sure that processes and strategies are in place for people to follow. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, because of that, I've been able to grow the company and that's why I wanted to include a lot of that kind of growth into my my course as well. Um, so the course on its own is, is just really – I put every bit of my heart into writing that and I really love it and I'm really proud of it. Um, And then uh, just this past week, I launched with Sage Wedding Pros, um, hour long coaching sessions. So anyone can pick my brain about, you know, a goal that they have a great idea that they have, and we'll sit down and talk about the strategies and the processes and how to make that a reality. Um, And so that's, that's also something that I am just over the moon to be able to, to give back to the community.
0: Yeah, I have a couple of questions about both of those uh, kind of new chapters for you. The course is, people can find it at Floor Chicago, the Floor Inc. website. Exactly. What is it called?
1: Um, the art of growing an extraordinary floral business. Oh,
0: I love it! Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's a
1: little long. We call it the art of growing a floral business um, for short. <laughs>
0: yeah, I like that extraordinary in there. Um, okay, so that's on demand. Pe- people um, work their way through the modules, and it's it's sort of at their own pace. Uh, but in a way, th- it sounds like you s- there was something missing, and it was the one-on-one chance to talk with you, and that's what this new uh, coaching opportunity is. And s- tell me what Sage Wedding Pros is. I don't know about that.
1: Oh, yeah. So Sage Wedding Pros is just a really fantastic consulting company. I discovered them. I, I wish I could remember. I mean, I feel like it has to be 11 years ago, maybe okay. maybe 10. Um, Michelle Loretta and Kelly Simmons Cim- were the original founders. Um, Kelly is now um, doing her own thing. Um, she still pops up from time to time. Mm-hmm. And Michelle is running it. And it's originally, it started off as um, different uh, seminars and um, conferences that you could attend. And for
0: people in the wedding, all wedding vendors, not just floral. Exactly. Okay.
1: Exactly. And it really changed my life. It really helped me focus in on strategy, on my budgeting, on, you know, learning, you know, how to build out a five year financial forecast because at the time I felt very conflicted, you know, 10 years ago, you know, I was running two companies. I was running the wedding side and running the retail side and they don't have the same formula at all. So <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
0: they kind of work against each other. They do, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and my poor accountants throughout the years, <laughs> um, trying to help me, you know, figure it all out. But, um, So um, that was a really great mentorship that I was able to tap into. And some of my strongest relationships with other vendors across the country have been made through uh, Sage Wedding Pros. Um, And so Michelle asked me um, a few, maybe a month ago, if I would be interested in this process. And um, of course, I was thrilled to be able to have this opportunity.
0: Yeah, it seems like somebody could work their way through your course and then have some very specific things that they need help with, and they, they could naturally progress to the one-on-one coaching. And an hour at a time, it makes it really affordable, I, m- I would imagine.
1: Definitely. It's a lot more affordable. um, And there's a process so that, you know, there's a little bit of homework that, um, you know, the other person has to fill out a form. So that way we can really make sure that we're prioritizing what it is that they want to talk about, that we're not going off of topic. Mm -hmm. um, Because I want everyone to walk away from this saying, oh, wow, I had an aha moment or Mm -hmm. I just figured out what my secret sauce is Mm -hmm. um, versus, you know, just kind of, you know, getting lost in that like, oh, I'm so stressed out. Conversation. Yeah, the
0: more specific, the better, probably for Definitely. for that. Um, you know, we didn't really talk about how your wedding bi- and event side of your business is going. So, give us a little snapshot, and then I know we've got you've got something else in uh, on the horizon. I want to talk about uh, on a typical pre-COVID year, how many weddings and events was floor ink handling um you know, typically yeah, so when
1: when I was doing everything myself I would do about 65 weddings a year which was just um I no one should ever do that yeah crazy um, too many opinions <laughs> too many thoughts um and so that's when I learned I needed to hire on a designer we brought it down to 50 at one point Um, and I think we're probably now I, um, pre COVID I had two designers. I actually personally only sell about five weddings a year, so I can kind of be more of a director of operations for the company. Okay. Um, but my team together would sell about 35 to 40 weddings a
0: year. In terms of the one-on-one consultations and all you even, you only even get involved in like five of those. Exactly. I see. But it's nice to have that cross training where there are multiple people who can, can, uh, you know, meet with an inc- or handle an inquiry. It's not just always on your Absolutely.
1: lap. And, you know, we're a really tight knit crew too. You know, I'm still in there. I'm still designing. I'm still making the arrangements. Um, we're still discussing, you know, mechanics together. You know, if a, if a client comes in with a, you know, a, a big ask and we're like, oh, well let's, let's figure out this challenge. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're still all working on it together. Um, you know, I just, um, in order for me to run the company as a yeah. whole, it was really advantageous to bring on these outrageously creative, you know, people to come yeah. in.
0: Yeah. And that's part of the maturing of a business, too, where you've you want to if you want to grow, you have to let go of some of those little precious gems that you used to love to do, like make the Bride of OK.
1: <laughs> it's really hard to not make the Bride of OK. <laughs> <laughs> Our the, the boutonnieres, there are times where um I'm, I am sometimes a little jealous of how beautiful they, uh, the events are that are going out the door that I, I wasn't yeah, able to
0: work Yeah, on. <laughs> it must be a little wistful. Um, so did you have a lot of rescheduling and postponements from last year? How how, how have you, as yeah. you said earlier, pivoted?
1: Yeah, so like I said, the, the Illinois structure is, is still very rigid, and I think that we're going to lose most of 2021 as well. Wow. Um, we're hoping, you know, by the fall we'll still have some Um, we did have a lot of, you know, 50 person smaller micro weddings, and those, those are, are actually becoming a favorite of Mm -hmm. mine. I didn't realize how much I would love sort of the intimacy and the creativity involved in that. Um, but, um, yeah, we really lost, um, We lost a lot of wedding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, We had, you know, a lot of them rescheduled and we did have some cancellations. Yeah.
0: But because you have the boutique, I I don't know what the what the, you know, you know, rules are like, do people do have limited capacity and and some, you know, things that uh, still allow you to open and be a retail
1: store? Yeah. So we're very fortunate that we were able to, after our initial shutdown, which was like, oh gosh, two or three weeks, we were able to open pretty quickly um, because we fit under an agriculture um, Mm -hmm. little section uh, with the flowers. Mm -hmm. So um, we, our retail has done well. Our our customers are very dedicated and very, very, um, just so supportive. Yeah. Yeah. That's been important. And a number of years ago, gosh, I want to say maybe before I moved into our current location, I remember thinking to myself that what happens if I get sick or if I want to go on a vacation? Um, You know, I really started to run my company as if, you know, I need to make sure that this can run if if I'm not here. And I, I realized that that also meant that I had to sort of expand a little bit of what it was that we were offering. And that's why the retail and the weddings have been um a good team together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And once when one's super busy and strong, the other can kind of, you know, just run on its own and vice versa. So Exactly. Well, I hope that yeah, I hope that things get back for you because I'm sure you had, you know, some personnel changes because you're not cranking out 65 weddings, uh, uh, you know, this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're excited. I I feel optimistic about mm-hmm. what's coming up though. I really do. Um and I miss it. I'm I am um, you know, I've noticed a change in my own tone when I start talking about flowers again. And so that's (laughs) really lovely. (laughs) Good. Well, you have something else that came across my inbox
0: and I was so intrigued by it and it's a, an international floral experience. So how did this come about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I am obviously over the moon for this. I'm so excited. Um, this, we were, so I am planning a, um, throughout a little background, um, in addition to all of our um, retail and our weddings, we've offered workshops um, in our studio for years. Okay. So lots of floral design, um, lots of collaborations. So we'll have a painter come in and we'll create an arrangement and then someone will instruct on how to create that painting, that floral arrangement in watercolors. Mm. Um you know, different things like that. And so a couple of years ago, a woman reached out to me. Um, She's an American living in Italy, and she works in tourism and runs this beautiful villa in Tuscany. And she said, oh, you know, I would love it if you wanted to come and and pick flowers on this organic flower farm not far from us and and teach people how to design flowers. And I was like, this isn't real. This can't actually be a real
0: email. The daughter of a travel (laughs) agent, right? You understand what this means, right? (laughs) Right.
1: Um, and so we had a call and she indeed is very real. And um, I flew out to Scout in 2019. I was there for five days total, including travel. It oh my was goodness. A, oh, it was a whirlwind of pure joy. Um, we did a, a photo shoot while we were there. We kind of um overlapped it with something she had already planned. Um and so yeah, now we're offering um this great experience uh, it was originally set for 2020, and now we have, it'll be June 2022, um, and it is, it's everything that I am passionate about. It's floral design. Uh, we're working with an organic farm that's just in the rolling hills of Tuscany, and there's yoga, and we're incorporating uh, cooking classes and you know, just making it a full gathering, really mm. truly making it about bringing people together. Mm. So mm. it just, wonderful. it touches on everything that I, like I said, I'm, I is very important to me.
0: And you said you think it might already be oversubscribed or sold out, right? So it
1: might be, I, we may have two spots left. Um, they, uh, there were two people who were originally signed up that were just hearing back from to see okay. if those two dates worked. Um, but yeah, I think in the, when I I did a email blast before we announced it and I think that first week we sold 5 um, 5 places for it. Well so.
0: and the thing is that you, the, I can see where if you just did this cold it would be really hard to sell but because you have consistently been doing education and you have this these repeat loyal students who want to come take workshops with you there was certain a subset certainly a subset of those who were who were like wow I love learning from Kelly Marie and now I can go to Europe with her. I mean what a <laughs> You know, what a nice connection. You may know a lot of these people then, right?
1: You know, I, the first round um, for 2020, actually, a lot of them were cust- or customers of ours who had taken our classes. Mm-hmm. Um, the second round, um, it's a, you know, obviously, the new dates didn't work for everybody. I um, see. Yeah. And some of them I do know, and some of them are strangers that I'm really looking forward to getting to know. So it's, um you know, people, we had inquiries from Australia um, I, it just kind of blew my mind I had no idea <laughs> um and i I just was really touched that people were were excited to come and learn from me and to experience this with me and um yeah it's just we're, I'm really looking forward to it and um we're're we're, we're actually um starting to talk about a 2023 experience as well it kind of
0: it, it it this it's so aligned with the, one of the first things you said on this on this conversation, which was um, the way you looked at Floor Inc. as not a bucket shop, but having this gathering, and that everything brings people together in you know with your product mix uh, and your events. So I feel like you're just sort of picking up Floor Inc. and taking it with you to a new venue and picking the best of the best in terms of the the experiential part of enjoying flowers and in a gorgeous setting and you know lifestyle so it's really it's a natural extension of of who you are and and what you've developed Fleur Inc. to be so I'm excited to see where it goes and (laughs) (laughs) and there may be other destinations in the future (laughs) that would be that would be the dream right (laughs) Uh, Kelly Marie where in Tuscany is it
1: so we are in a little town called Cittadella Pieve, um, and it's, I would say maybe 30 or 40 minutes outside of Montepulciano.
0: Mm, mm. Awesome. I have such vivid, f- wonderful memories of doing something like this when I turned 50 and I rented a villa in a little town called Montesi, which is South of Siena. And, um, all my garden writer girlfriends and old friends from, you know, childhood came, we had 10 or 12 of us in a villa for Ah, a week. And we did have some amazing garden tours, but we were there in October. So we weren't able to find any flower farms. But now I'm just like, I'm just reliving that listening to you. You're (laughs) gonna have a wonderful time. That's so exciting. Uh, Well, I am also excited you're going to come to the Slow Flower Summit. So I'm really glad that that you're Available June of 2021, so I can meet you in person. <laughs> I hope that works out. We're, you know, we're we're trying to be optimistic.
1: Yep, yep. Me, we are as well. We're, our fingers are crossed. Yeah, great.
0: <laughs> well, I'm so excited that you're going to share photos of some of your your shop and your designs and all that you're working on. Um, we'll definitely have information about your uh, online course and the coaching. So I think that that's you know a really a, a kind of rounding out who you are as a floral entrepreneur and um you know sharing that knowledge because no you didn't have a kelly marie thompson to help you when you started you had to do it yourself um (laughs) and you know that's why you have all this knowledge to share now
1: exactly and i can't wait to do that
0: (laughs) that's great thank you so much this has been such a great conversation and it's just kind of falling at the beginning of the year it seems very fortuitous to to Look on the horizon and know that there's a lot of there's a lot of ways for people to plug in in their own businesses. That this may influence their decisions as well. I guess the biggest recommendation is go away for 24 hours, drink a lot of wine, and write a pro and con
1: (laughs) list and be honest with yourself. (laughs) Yep, yep, that'll do it. (laughs) Thanks so much, Kelly Marie. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for joining me today as I shared a fun and inspiring conversation with Kelly Marie Thompson of Floor Inc. You'll want to check out Kelly Marie's online course, The Art of Growing an Extraordinary Floral Business, which debuted about one year ago. She has compiled all of her experiences and lessons learned over the past nearly 20 years in retail and event floral design into a six-part online course, and I'll have the link in today's show notes. I'll also share the link To Kelly's new coaching practice through Be Sage Consulting. Maybe this is just the resource you need with the new year and how wonderful to learn from a fellow slow flowers practitioner. Our next sponsor thank you goes to the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliage, and plants. The Growers' Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top quality products and services to the local floral industry. Visit them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Before we wrap, I have a couple important announcements. First, you're invited to join me this Friday, February 5th, at our February Slow Flowers member meetup, virtually, of course. We typically meet on the second Friday of each month, but due to the overlap with Valentine's weekend, we're going to gather one week early. I'm over the moon with our topic for February, which is all about the cultivation of hellebores as cut flowers and floral design with hellebores. Our guests are both expert plants people and Slow Flowers members. You'll meet Pam Youngsman of Poppy Starts, Inc., a plant broker who has spent her entire career connecting garden centers with uncommon perennials and who now supplies flower farms with those plants. And our second guest, Riz Reyes, past guest of this podcast who owns RHR Horticulture in Seattle. Riz grows hundreds of hellebores in the landscapes he designs, and he frequently incorporates hellebores into his floral designs. Follow the link in today's show notes to join us on Friday, February 5th at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern via Zoom. We have some fun giveaways, too, to entice you. If you miss the session, no worries. We will record it for replay viewing. Next up, Robin Avni, my partner in Bloom Imprint, and I are getting ready for a new course for all you aspiring floral book authors. We are joining the Florvana Virtual Summit, March 5th through 7th, focusing on sustainability and regeneration with our course, The Journey from Blog to Book. The course is designed for every creative person we've met who dreams of sharing their art, craftsmanship, and aesthetic in the pages of a book. As a tangible artifact, there is amazing social validation that comes with having a book about your work. A book can narrate your story, teach your concepts and document your work. We believe successful books are driven by a passion that answers the question, what are you compelled to share? What do you have to offer that makes the world a better place? And what is your unique point of view? I've added the link to register in today's show notes. So we hope to see you there. Our final sponsored thank you goes to Longfield Gardens, which provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Check out the full catalog at longfield-gardens.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers Podcast has been downloaded more than 686,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. January 2021 ended up being our most popular month ever for the Slow Flowers Podcast with nearly 12,000 individual episode downloads wow as our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry the movement is contagious i know you feel it too i value your support and invite you to show your thanks to support slow flowers ongoing advocacy education and outreach activities you can find the donate button in the column to the right at deborah i'm deborah prinzing host and producer of the slow flowers podcast next week you're invited to join me in putting more slow flowers on the table one vase at a time and if you like what you hear please consider logging on to itunes and posting a listener review the content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone independent of any podcast sponsor or other person company or organization the slow flowers podcast is engineered and edited by andrew Brenlin. Learn more about his work at soundbodymovement.com.